Welcome to Sapphic Skywalkers. Um, it's been a while. We are a podcast that talks mostly about Star Wars from our queer lens. I'm Lynn. And I'm Emma. And uh, we've risen from the dead. <laughs> so, somehow Sapphic Skywalkers has returned. <laughs> I'm just imagining someone hearing that we're coming back and just like having that poem moment. <laughs> uh, should that should that be should that should that be our title episode? Yes, <laughs> let's do it. Oh lord. Okay, but we are back <laughs> after. It, like, so the last Discord message I have is from t- February 2021. And we did an episode about WandaVision. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, it was WandaVision, wasn't it? <laughs> we did watch um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? I watched, yeah, I did. And then but did I, you watch Moon Knight? Too? Moon Knight too? Yes, I have. Oh. I have been on my Marvel shit. Okay. So... I'm I'm really good with people with Marvel with Star Wars. Uh, that's another story. There's a lot going on with Star Wars. Um, I feel like, but oh my gosh! So since February 2021, a lot has changed. <laughs> um, both of us have moved. <laughs> yes, I just moved. Like I'm I'm still in my province. You're in a. <laughs> I mean, you were you're where you were when we recorded the Wandavision episode. Well, I mean, okay, so I uh, was working on my master's. I have now got said master's, so yay! Yeah. I have a master's. Um, but I was living in Manchester, and that was my first move to Manchester. Then I moved back to Texas for about a couple months. Then I moved back to Manchester to finish my dissertation. Um, was bored with that. I got bored with the UK, because the UK is kind of traumatizing during lockdown. Um, yeah. And then I moved back to texas and then i now live in london you know i'm a london boy i enjoy (laughs) so Uh. it's been a year for me (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad you're done your dissertation and everything i mean i am too but now i actually have to look for jobs and that's that's not been a very fun process. <laughs> no. That post-grad job hunt sucks. It, it, is, it is not fun. It is no. not fun at all. But since we are back, um, we're going to try to upload every other week um, or fortnight, as I say over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's probably going to be breaks between because... Even though we're back, I I still have a lot of Star Wars to catch up on, and I think both of us we we shouldn't make Star Wars a chore for both of us. No, that's a big thing, and like, but the I mean, but the other part of it is like, if I know that we want to talk about it on set, I have complicated feelings about this. It's knowing that there is like an end goal, and the goal is to chat about it on Sapphic might make it worthwhile, but at the same time, like, this is just something we want to do for fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm currently working on like two other podcasts 
at the current moment. And so this is going to be my fun podcast. Yay! This is going to be my little chatty podcast. Um, so, but we, I mean, we just, I, I mean, I miss talking to Emma about Star Wars. And we really haven't done that that much. I mean, I haven't really talked to Emma at all, which is sad. Which is a sad, sad day. Um, time difference be, be a bitch sometimes. Yes, it does. <laughs> And the whole story about time differences I'll talk about later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, it just feels ba- good to come back, especially come back during Pride Month. Yeah. And actually talk about a show that we both genuinely enjoy. <laughs> I love this show so much. It is Kenobi Hours. I haven't even, I haven't started Stranger Things because my brain is like, no, you've like, you've got you've only got the capacity for Kenobi right now. That's all you can I, watch. I can't, but sh- think, <laughs> I can't even think about starting Stranger Things. Just like binging. Yeah. Oh no. Can't, well, and can't I've also me. I've also canceled like so I've just Netflix had never been one of those services that I was gonna sign up for a month and cancel just to watch something. Um, and then I read like their most recent updates and like they're charging a lot more and I'm not using mm-hmm. it as much. And so now I'm like, well, if you're not going to be like, if you're going to like deep platform progressive voices or like mm-hmm. progressive and regressive voices, the same time and platform, I'm not giving you my money automatically. Yeah, like, that's so. why I use my parents set quick's account and it doesn't boot me off because i've been using it forever <laughs> so it still recognizes me there you go you're, you're uh, the babies the, it knows that I, I, yeah it does know i'm the baby i'm just, I'm, I'm just a baby i'm just a baby <laughs> sounds okay. a lot weirder coming out of my mouth i'm so sorry <laughs> so Let's talk about the things, Star Wars things we have been watching and consuming that's not Kenobi. Um, and for me, it has been pretty much nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I keep up with TV. TV is easy enough to keep up with for me. Um, like, it's an hour or half hour every week. So I've watched Bad Batch, watched Book of Boba Fett. I have thoughts about Book of Boba Fett. Mostly that I would have liked to have seen more of the titular character <laughs> in the actual yeah, show. Yeah, the show, not just it be a Mandalorian show for, like, two episodes. Yeah. And, like, sorry, can we go into this just for a second? Yes, we can. I just, we I want to have my rant, can. and we'll be, like, it was, like, it was interesting, and it was, like, it felt like it was building up for something, and then it just took a complete 180, and suddenly, mm-hmm. and, like, it's not that I didn't want to see Luke training Grogu. I, I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm like going, oh my god, like this is actually happening. Why is this happening on this show in particular? So, um, yeah. and so like I've kind of started to think of like Book of Boba Fett. It's like, it's kind of still the Mandalorian story. It's just, this is Boba's story, except it's not. Bit- yeah. It was, like, because it only contains, like, four episodes worth of Boba Fett, I'm like, so this was clearly, like, the the bones of what was supposed to be the movie, and they stretched it out into a TV show, and they didn't even have enough to stretch it out into a show. And so they threw two Mando episodes. He's not even in one of the episodes. It's called Book of Boba Fett, and just, there's no Tamara Morrison in one of the episodes. It is ridiculous. So, and I didn't, like, and it wasn't, that satisfying of a finale for me and so i'm like this just kind of felt like a waste of time which feels bad it was. like 
you know, I was expecting more. And was- they gave me more Luke. Um, and then I find out that it's not a voice actor who's really captured Mark's cadence that's voicing him. Because Mark doesn't sound anything like he did mm-hmm. when he was in his 20s, 30s. Um, they used AI yep. to generate his dialogue. That's fucking creepy. I'm sorry. Yep. It's like, if it was like for like like small bits of dialogue or like a one-off line, fine, whatever. But to yeah. like have him included, to de-age him the way they did, and mm-hmm. then have an AI speak his lines, like I'm like watching this, I'm like, this is cool, but like he's, he's just off, like something's off about him. You know, that it, it was kind of uncanny valley. And then to find out like it's because like nobody was even speaking his lines. Like, what the fuck? That is so messed up. And, like, it's like they kind of... And so then we find out they did a huge Vanity Fair spread. Let me tell you. I'll have some more thoughts about the Vanity Fair spread in a bit. (laughs) Because I think I want to touch on Andor a little bit. Um, But uh, they did this Vanity Fair spread of Kathleen Kennedy's just like, yeah, we'll solo bomb. Like, this is what we're doing now. And I'm like, that is the <sighs> wrong lesson to take from solo. There was nothing wrong with Alden. Absolutely yep. nothing. Exactly. <sighs> That's not the reason why solo did not. Uh, there was so you- much working against solo, including your own marketing department. Like, and to be, f- <laughs> and to be fair, like solo quote unquote bombed, but it still made its budget back. Mm-hmm. It did the it did like what an average like a B grade Marvel movie would have done. Yeah, so like it's it wasn't even that like a completely it bomb. It's just against an, Infinity War and like Infinity War yeah. was like peak Marvel. I went ba- it was probably one of the few Marvel movies I went back and saw like multiple times in theaters because I enjoyed yeah. it that much. Um, yeah. and the ending just like, ugh. you know, I love that good yeah. thing, Juju, but like. So, like, if it had got up in December against Aquaman, I think it would have done a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But, so. yeah, I, and just kind of not to go into Kenobi, but it's obvious that when they do recasting right, and I'm not saying that Alden or Donald Clover weren't right, because I do think they did a pretty good job with the material mm-hmm. that they had, but when you do recasting well and you give those actors good material, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's great. This is Kenobi. Like it's weird that she's saying this in the lead up to Kenobi when it's literally just this cast of recast characters playing people yep. who are younger. There is only ten years difference between you and McGregor and Alec Guinness at this point. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And can you and imagine Hayden, if they tried Hayden, to age down? Hayden, tried- as sorry. I'm gonna go oh, into. Go we're, we're gonna talk spoilers, obviously. I yeah. feel like we we always talk spoilers, but like Hayden looks like Sebastian's. No, it's not Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw did mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi. He looks like that. They did the prosthetics well, and knowing it's Hayden makes it better. I'll go into that in a bit, but like, yeah. So like that excuse is flimsy, 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 flimsy. It's just, yeah. And we we have the most important one, which is Leia. Because could you imagine if they like (laughs) try to age down like Carrie Fisher's face? I was okay. 
I was so worried about that. I was like legitimately worried that was going to happen. I'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll get, to, we'll get to Kenobi in just a second. But yeah. So yeah, uh, it's just it's just bad. So don't do that anymore, Star Wars. It did not work yeah. for Luke. And I remember the backlash when that happened with Luke, where it just like they, this person doesn't sound like a person. No. <laughs> And, like, I feel like it's one of those things that we're going to look back on and, like, cringe in even, like, five years' time. Like, this is not something that is going to hold up well at all. Um, Yeah. God, I was even watching a clip from Rise of Skywalker, and the way that Leia looked when she was interacting with Rey, I'm like, this doesn't look real. Like, she's very clearly (sighs) photoshopped in there. And so, and, like, I I get that things are, like, ten times more complicated in that situation but like so like it's a three-year-old movie and it's already not aged well three years that 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 makes it a little that's a different circumstances it's kind of like philip seabor hoffman and the last hunger game movie they Mm -hmm. had to reuse like footage that they already had to kind of yeah the story i'm like i'm not i'm not i'm not poo-pooing them but i'm like it didn't seem that obvious in theaters it's very obvious now and so (laughs) When we have something that is completely AI generated, you know, yeah. we're not even talking about a performance. The performance, like the performance, is even fucking there. Yeah, and so that makes me worried with how about how it's going to look in a few years' time. I think I saying. think with with Leia and Rise of Skywalker that it should be like a a like a um not the norm. Like it should not be. no. And I feel like I feel like having Leia and Rise Skywalker gave them the wrong thing as well because yeah. they were able to pull it off as well as they could. Um, yeah, which some people would debate about, but I think you know I remember watching it in theaters and she comes on screen and my mom just looks at me all confused because like she's like Carrie Fisher's <laughs> dead what the fuck's going on here <laughs> yeah so yeah. like they were like they were able to pull it off they managed to write a story around it. That should have been the exception, not the rule, man. Like, I I don't know. And I think yeah. it's cool. Like, I think, like, the idea that, like, you can, like, I could see why that would appeal to someone, like, kind of on a technical level. Like, oh, like, mm. let's see if we can make this happen. But there is some, like, integrity issues that I have with it, too. And I would rather yeah. have seen another. I wish they would just have the balls to be cast. But then, and... this, but. But Leia wasn't the first one they did that. They did it with Tarkin. Yeah. And Rogue well, One. Well, they also did so. they did it in Leia too. Which really freaked out Carrie Fisher. Like if oh, you yeah, look through some of her last tweets, she's like, I'm young again. What like she's she's very because she saw Rogue One like the week yeah. before she died. And God. so she's like, This is weird. Like <laughs> like she can't she was having trouble with the fact that like she was de-aged, honestly. Yeah. And so yeah. It's just, yeah. Let's. I mean, it's gonna probably still happen, but it really shouldn't. No, okay. it should. It should. It should be for like bit parts or like random things. It should not be the norm. So, yeah, Star exactly. Trek is recast. James T. Kirk. I don't know how many times I've had. I've seen three <laughs> different Spocks in my lifetime. They've all been great, and they're all integral. Like they've all done the character justice. Sorry, I'm a little bit on Star Trek shit right now. Um, so, the, like, for me, it's like, 
it can be done well. You just have to trust your audience and the people who are bitching the loudest are honestly like not the people they should be reaching for. Um, which I think is also a lesson that they haven't quite learned yet. So yeah. Anyways. That's okay. I think the last thing that like I've consumed because I was so up in my like Padme feels this past mm-hmm. week, I read Queen's Hope. Mm-hmm. It was a book with queer characters in it. It was, yeah. Um, she's, uh, E.K. Johnson's really good about, like, all the authors in the Star Wars universe are really good about integrating queer characters and, like, even making queer characters, like, um, major, major characters or even the main character. Um, I know, uh, Ronan, um, has a lot of queer characters. I've not read it yet. I do have it. I haven't read it yet. Um, and then the High Republic's just chock full mm. of them. She makes me feel really bad for, like, not having the brain bandwidth to actually want to read the books. Same. I've tried. I've tried. I've gotten through, like, the first drop that dropped last year. I've finally gotten through all those books. Um, I'm, I'm trying so hard. But um, if it doesn't grab me, it doesn't grab me. And it's it's hard for me to, like, I can't, if, if I don't want to read a book, I'm not going to read a book. Um, yeah, and it's hard for me to force myself to read a book if I'm not if it's not grabbing me. So, yeah. Um, um we'll I will see. say the one thing about Queen's Hope since it's so fresh in my mind, I just wish that it just focused on Sabe's story and Padme's story. Okay, there is something <laughs> that came out of Celebration though. It was like oh. a blip. So they were like, oh, there's more stories coming. And they, like, specifically focused on Sabe. And they said that E.K. Johnson was one of the authors that would be writing them. So I think put two and two together. I think she's going to write a Sabe story. Okay, that's cool. Then I really (laughs) did wish. Because my thing is, is like, it's called A Queen's Hope. It's referring to Padme. I wish Padme was more in this book. Like, I Mm. love The Handmaidens. But at some point, I was just like, okay let's just focus on Padme and yeah. I felt like she was not really in a book that's supposed to be her trilogy but that's okay um we can move on uh, you just brought up celebration and mm-hmm. um we did not go to celebration no <laughs> and is- during the weekend I felt real bad about it now <laughs> I'm like great I made the right decision for me and my health so yeah and it, it was uh, it was it was it was COVID related ultimately. Yeah. So But me, this least. is my first celebration I haven't gone to because I went to the past two celebrations before this one, which really sad. But mm. honestly, I'd probably be in a rage of fit or yeah, fit fit of rage if I went to the celebration because I have thoughts about the Ahsoka like snippet. Um oh. there's they did they did they did things that they don't normally do as Lucasfilm. Um, they decided they were going to show the celebration attendees exclusive footage and not release it to the rest of us, which they have never done before. They'll show like exhibitors and like other like industry people footage. And like, I'm okay with that because that's the business that they're in. But if you're going to show certain fans something and not others, when a it's expensive as fuck to go to celebration b we are still in the middle of a pandemic so people chose not to go because of health related issues to make this the convention with 
exclusives, fan exclusives. And like, and like, even like in the past, they've even like, I think the most they've done is they've shown an episode several months before everybody else got to see it, which yeah. I don't really mind because it's something I know it will eventually get. Um, but when it's like a trailer or something and Star Wars is not keyed on letting anything be promoted before they feel it's ready. And so to have like nothing come out of that, that really kind of annoyed me as well. Yeah. But there was, there was obviously the clips did come out of what they showed of the Ahsoka yeah. um, thing uh, clip. And I, we, I haven't seen it. Oh, I have. I, uh, I've only I, seen a screenshot of it. I, I mean, first of all, just Rosie O'Dawson. We've already, we've all, we've we, have already, we've talked we've, about it. We've talked about her, um, and like our, I think our stance about her kind of still stands. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's that that on its own is enough to, like make me very much like not likely to watch this show mm-hmm. second reason <laughs> is that i do not like the fact that the rebel sequel is going to be the ahsoka show yeah um, for a lot of reasons i'm not I mean, surprised i'm not surprised i'm oh, not like, surprised as as, either as soon as they announced ahsoka and she mentioned thrawn and mando i'm like oh okay this is happening it's so. just Ahsoka as a character I really do like um, I think she's a great character in Clone Wars I do like her in Rebels I liked her book she's a really good character and I think she adds a lot to the Star Wars franchise but with everything kind of being about her now <laughs> just makes me want to like scream because I'm kind of tired of her yeah I mean like it's Filoni he can't let her go I know uh- but he needs to <laughs> Or I just, I wish, like, the, well, there's also the Tales of the Jedi, which is supposed to be, like, other stories about prequel Jedi, not set during the Clone Wars, that we're supposed to hear in three of the episodes are about Ahsoka. Like, yeah. so then, like, and there's only six episodes. So yeah. don't say, it, like, call it another Ahsoka show. Like, that's fine. But, like, just, like, don't promise something else and then just make it Ahsoka. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just... But, like, the clip that we did see, A, they have, like, the mural from the end of mm-hmm. Star Wars Rebels in it, and it just looks really weird to see it against, like, live-action actors. Yeah. And they, like, it looks the exact same as it did in Rebels, so it's, like, it's not even that they're... um. They're not even drawing from, like, the actors that are going to play them. It's just yeah. the Rebels are... It's weird. Um, they That's the like only the... part of it I've seen, so... they pro- It looks like they're probably going to mess up Hera, which they already messed up Ahsoka's live-action look, so I'm not really surprised there. <sighs> I don't know why yeah. they can't CG in her fucking te- <laughs> trail. drives me fucking nuts. Oh, it's so bad. Nuts. So I it just it sucks because Star Wars Rebels is like it's my your, it's your Star Wars. It's I mean, your Star I mean, Wars. As 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 Kenobi has shown me, it is not just my only Star Wars. But no, it is, but like yeah. It it was it's something that I like means a lot to me. 
and the fact that it's going to be love action even though I'm fairly certain that there was a animated sequel in the works mm-hmm. um, the fact that we have um, an actress playing the title character who has been accused of very heinous transphobic tra- crimes um, assault and the fact that Tia Sakar was pretty much screwed over by the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it just leaves a very big sour taste in my mouth that yeah. I I don't know if I ever will get over and nor should I get over, you know? No. So. It's like, so it's like you get to keep imagining what Rebels looks like afterwards. Like, this yeah. show doesn't have to exist for you. But but the thing is, it will exist because I will see it on my timeline. I will see it. I will mm. see it, and I don't know. I I don't know. But let's talk about something that I'm a little bit more excited about, even though <laughs> it does have some problematic lines in it in the trailer, the Andor trailer. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, right. That one. That made me feel good. Thanks, Star Wars. <laughs> can we can we stop using like I kind of understand what the imagery that they're going for, but yeah, let's let's not do that anymore. Let's not use fat in a derogatory way. But other than that, I think Andor looks really really good and it yeah, looks really I'm pretty. Excited. I'm excited for it. I'm excited because I think we're gonna see him at like younger points in his life, even like compared to where he's at. I think it's supposed to be five years before Rogue One. Yeah. I'm so. excited. I'm excited to see Mon and her. Element. Oh my god! She oh my god! So okay, <laughs> she looks so fucking good. Oh my god! She. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, as I saw her on Same. the cover of Vanity Fair, I'm like, what did they do? She is like, she's that. <laughs> she has the the styling for Mon Mothman is immaculate. It is mm-hmm. so good. It is so well tailored. Genevieve O'Reilly looks amazing. Um, and it's like, you're so used to Mon Mothman having like that like weird like 70s hair and like those baggy clothes. So this just yeah. feels like a complete like, oh, oh. <laughs> the yesification of Mon Mothma. Yes. The Yasmin one Mothma. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I'm not either. And the, like, I can't. I can't wait to see Coruscant in during Imperial sense, and I can't wait to see the the Senate during yeah. the Empire. I'm so excited. Also, this usually means that if we are going to see the Imperial Senate, we're probably going to see Bail, which I'm always excited <laughs> about. Jenny Spence. <laughs> It's like he, it's like he's not been advertised as being like a major part of this, but I'm like, well, if we get he's in Kenobi, he's gonna be an Andor. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like we knew about him, like even going into Rogue One. So like it's like he keeps just showing up as Star Wars without any warning. It's great. <laughs> like people tend to forget that he's in Star Wars. So like, yeah, he shows up. Yeah, it's like there's Jimmy Smiths. Oh, it's Jimmy um, Smiths. <laughs> I get really excited. So I'm really excited for Andor, and that's going to be coming yeah. out in August. So I'm, that's going to be soon. I'm really excited about because we're like we're going to see like Cassian's rough and tumble rebellion stuff on the ground, and then we're gonna, like the, I feel like the contrast between like Mon's life, like in Coruscant and the Imperial Senate, with her like 
amazing clothes being contrasted with Cassie. And it'll be interesting to see how they like interact when they first meet. Like, I'm really excited to kind of see that kind of push and pull. And I think, um, I think, um, I think it was like in the visual guide. I don't think it was actually in the movie, but I think it's been implied that Cassian was from a separatist planet. And so for Mm -hmm. him to be working with somebody who was like actively a part of the Republic at the time, like, I feel like that's going to cause some interesting drama. I am just, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a good story and hopefully, and like the, the other thing is really hopeful that like the story is just going to be a little bit more focused Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Kenobi has to be focused because it's only going to be one season. I'm a little bit more worried about Andor just because it's going to be multiple seasons. I mean, they could only do so much if with a t- five-year time frame. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that there's like a little bit more focus because I felt like both Boba Fett and The Mandalorian kind of just meandered into their plots. Um, which I think is a turnoff for some people. Um, I was in it because I'm a Star Wars. Like, who the fuck am I kidding? But um, yeah. So, um, and it looks I'm very just, Star Wars. Like, it, it does looks... look very Star Wars. <laughs> and I just, I'm really excited. I hope we get to see more from it soon. Um, I think hopefully it's coming out in August. You said, yeah. I think, and we'll we'll be together to watch an episode. Oh my god, we will. Because it's coming out August 31st. <gasps> oh my god, we will. I get to watch Andor with my bestie. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Oh my god. That means I have to pack my microphone so we could do an episode for one more time. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Emma's coming to London, you guys. Also, our friend Holly's <laughs> also going to... She's doing like a whole like trip around the UK. So... um. Anything else you want to talk about celebration? Uh, what there was something. Oh, Jude Law is doing a Star Wars. It's called Skeleton Crew. That's literally all we know. Yeah, but I'm it's excited. not. It's not a Filoni Favreau joint. No, it oh is a Filoni Favreau oh, joint. Oh fuck! <laughs> I was about to say thank God. It was like oh fuck. No, I think um, it's. I think there's somebody else that's like also there. Um, adding to the creative. So again, like hopefully it's like a very focused story and. Everything. I do love, I do love the Jude Law too. Yeah, Jude Law is pretty great. Not mad I, about that. I'm so excited. I can't. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm like, oh, it's another white man leading Star Wars, but at the same time, I mean, I'm that's like, that is true. They're 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 gonna they're gonna do more with it, so it's fine. It's so I do like I do like the Jude Law. And then lastly, celebration is gonna be in London. Everyone come visit me. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, just... I feel better about coming. It is still pretty uh, expensive to fly to the UK, though. Uh, this is the second time where Celebration is going to be held in the city that I live, I, I live in. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you held. were you you were lived in Orlando during Celebration Orlando, didn't you? I was. I was working for the mouse. Oh my gosh! So mouse, mouse. They clearly want me to come back to celebration because they're like, we need to go where Lynn is, and not because we just need a celebration outside of the United States. It'd be great if they did more, like, if they did, like, a South American celebration and, like, a Japanese celebration. Yeah. And not just do America and Europe. I think that would be nice. Not that I'm going to go to those because it's very expensive to fly to Asia and, like, or even, like, Australia. It's expensive. At least, like, like, Europe's expensive, but it's not that expensive. Like, Asia's yeah. pretty expensive to get to from here, so. Okay. 
now we got all the news out <laughs> we got everything under the, out of the way i think it's time for us to like just squee yes <laughs> can it be so good <laughs> i cannot believe how good this show is it, i i it surprised me at how much like when it first dropped I was like, I, I got, I gotta watch it again. I, I gotta mm-hmm. watch it again, and and I hadn't had that feeling from a yeah. Star Wars in a long, long time. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> where should Ugh. we start? <laughs> um, you want to start with Reva? Like, yeah. let's let's say, yeah, Reva is a badass, and I'm so intrigued by her. I'm so intrigued by her. I'm so scared for her. <laughs> I, I I am terrified for her, but like so it opens. Okay, first of all, they ha- they did have to put a new content warning on the show because it opens yeah. literally with Order sixty six on a bunch of Padawans in their classroom. Yeah, uh, really timing hard. timing of Not the good. timing of the drop wasn't the greatest. Um, but so but like it opens on them and like there's a little black girl that you see first thing and i'm like as soon as i saw it i'm like that's that's reva that's the inquisitor like this is where she came from and like she like all the inquisitors are force sensitive so it makes sense that one of them would have been a former yeah. pattern so um her story just fascinates me because there's the way that she plays as an inquisitor compared to the others mm-hmm. it's like they've taken their darkness and they've solidified it and it's like a part of them and she almost like wears it all over so like it's i don't go ahead oh i was about to say someone said that she's kind of exactly like anakin yeah Uh, well and that was the thing i was actually going to compare the two of them because um there there is a lot of anakin in there it's there's Mm -hmm. this sort of like i want more there's that need that ambition that anakin has that is also present in Riva. Um, and I feel like their motivations are a little bit different, but because yeah. here's the thing with Riva. So if I know, think of her as a Padawan who escaped Order 66 from within the temple and the other Inquisitors say to her, we found you in the gutters. So this is a girl who has probably had to survive on her own for a very long time. I feel like being an Inquisitor was her path to survival and she mm-hmm. was able to take things like her ambition and, like, there there were things that existed within her that she was now able to reach as an Inquisitor. And so she's reaching for that because, okay, now she has shelter and food at all times. Yeah. Um, and that and that's not to say she doesn't have her anger because her, her anger is very, it's, it is omnipresent within her. I think what's interesting is that she has such a vendetta against Obi-Wan, which yeah. makes sense. But it would make even more sense if they brought up the holocron message that he put yeah. out to the remaining Jedis. That he's like, I feel the force. It, it's coming. It's coming. I, I like, really hope so, because that's that would just aid even more to know yeah. that Obi-Wan's or still alive. Or if she was hiding. If she was hiding in the temple and she saw, like, Obi-Wan and Yoda just waltz on by. Oh. Like, I feel like that would really fuck you up, too. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, she wants revenge on him because I feel Order 66 would have been the most traumatic thing. 
and, and to not have that help. Yeah. Ugh. And and I 100% believe that she saw Anakin. Yeah. During Order 66, and that's yeah. how she knows. She mm. heard one of those clone troopers call him Darth Vader, and she just kind of put yeah. two, to do, two, two to do together. Yeah. So, yeah, I really but, like her. I think she's... I don't understand why people are saying that she is badly written. I mean, I understand where some of that criticism is coming from because a lot of people are just fucking racist assholes. Um, But she, I think she's really interesting and um, I think she's a nice antagonist that's not Vader in the story. Um, And I think she's a perfect way to kind of, kind of, remind obi-wan of not exactly his sins but her what circuit- him le- what him leaving behind actually meant yeah exactly um and but i'm scared i really don't want her to die and i feel like that's the only way that she that's the I, only way that her story can go because she knows too much and i think she's gonna figure out- i'm also like it's is is she gonna have a come to Jesus moment? Like I feel like if once she's finally face to face with Obi Wan, maybe because she hasn't been face to face with him yet. Um, once she gets there, I feel like there's gonna be some like hard truths passed between the two of them. But I feel like I don't think death is her only way out. I hope um, not, because the, they've also made a point of saying like we hide Jedi, like that's part of mm. what the rebellion's been doing. And so, if she is able to find hope to cling to, and I feel like hope's a very going to be a very big thematic element to this series, I yeah. think if she finds hope to cling to, it's something worth living for and something worth pursuing. I think she might, she might have a moment there. I hope so. And like, if Asian Callus can get a redemption arc. <laughs> She can, she can for sure but my my fear is that she knows too much um mm. and i think i i have a feeling that she's gonna figure out leia's connection to vader no, 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 and if that happens <laughs> then it's game over for her oh um, don't say that don't say that i was reading i was reading the first uh i was reading the first uh i think it was the queen's peril the first of the uh Padme series mm-hmm. and it's Padme going to Naboo and she's having to talk to Panaka and he is putting everything together he is like oh my god this is Padme's daughter this is this and oh do you dies. mean Leia Princess of Alderaan no oh yes I am talking Leia Princess of Alderaan I, <laughs> I've been reading both of them I've been reading both okay. of them like okay I'm rereading yeah and yeah yeah when Leia's talking to pa- uh, Panaka and she's wearing Padme's dress and he's yeah. like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then he like dies yeah right after i feel like if when you come too close to the truth you will die yeah Um, and i don't i don't see i just i really hope that you're right that this is going to really rely on hope and that she can get some sort of a redemption arc and maybe she can just be she could do something like she's out of the way like they're like okay can you just keep this quiet we need to keep you hidden and you do not say anything about um vader's identity to anyone yeah um i'm just i she's the first one i've been really rooting for for a redemption arc like i don't root for a lot of imperial and redemption arcs but i think to see where she came from from that very first scene 
Yeah. Cause I, it, like I, I need her. I need her to be redeemed. I'm sorry. Like I can't yeah. just accept. I can't accept that she's just destined to be evil and then die. She, she, she needs to have more. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because it so, makes her journey to where she's at now just makes complete sense. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, let's talk about Obi Wan <laughs> and his yeah. last Jedi phase. Oh my gosh, he's so depressed. Like, there were several moments where, like, there was like dialogue between him and Owen, or like, uh, him. No, it was him and the other Jedi on Tatooine, and it's just like stabbed to the heart, stabbed to the heart. I don't know him. I'm Ben. Hide yourself. Forge a new identity. Live a normal life. And I'm just like, ah, ah. Obi-Wan, you're so sad. He's so sad and depressed. I feel so bad for him. Like, just the monotony of his life, too. And, like, he's trying to cling to something with Luke. He's trying so hard. He gets him a toy, and Owen's like, no, fuck off. And and you're just like, no, let him be nice to Luke. Luke is literally all that's keeping him going at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and now it's going to be Leia. Leia's going to be his hope. I know. Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm so, I'm so emotional. Um, yeah, I think this version of Obi Wan it's my favorite version of Obi Wan. I think it's. I think the writing's absolutely stellar for him, but mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor's performance that's so good kills me. He's you can doing just... such a good because like there's other people who are in this, and I'm like I'm in a Star Wars, and like uh, Ewan's just like completely embodying Kenobi and what this man must be going through, yeah. and you feel the depression but you also like the fear and just you know (laughs) the ptsd that he has like it's all it's all so present in his performance and i think that just makes everything like 10 times more gut-wrenching and Um, i think and i think you can just really tell that ewan cares about this role like genuinely cares about this role and that makes all the difference um, yeah but i think just kind of going with this obi-wan how he's he's very much he's like you said he's very much depressed he's dealing with a lot of ptsd i just mm-hmm. like seeing this character in the setting that's in between the prequels and the original trilogy um yeah and i like seeing this world that's really really in between i mean we, we've seen it in rogue one we've seen it in on solo we've seen it in rebels but like i feel like this is probably the best balance of the prequels and the original trilogy and it makes me extremely happy yeah but it's like there's even that moment where he meets the clone trooper and i'm so glad tim played the clone trooper yeah it was so oh, scared it was gonna be d bradley baker but it's Tim. <laughs> um but there's that moment where he sees the clone trooper and it's a 501st clone trooper and the conflict that exists on his face because he's like this this clone trooper like killed jedi like he killed younglings um but he still recognizes the clone trooper's humanity and like he knows that like this was a trooper he fought alongside for a long time and just that there there is grief sometimes in the world you know and it just it was like it's like 
10 seconds it's but it's like one of the most heartbreaking moments in that episode yeah okay so we can't really talk about obi-wan much further without talking about his relationships with two characters um and the first one is tiny leia baby leia (laughs) baby leia can we talk about leia's dad for a second before we get into so both her parents actually because like bria bria's great it's not the same actress that was at the end of um uh revenge of the sisters maybe a little sad but the actress they got it she's fabulous she's great Bail. he loves her so much like he just he loves her and he wants to encourage her and he knows like how hard being a royal must be for her like because like Rhea would just be like no it's your duty like you know this is what we're bringing you up to be and like he knows that that's what she needs but he also recognizes that conflict in her yeah and for, I mean even Brea saying you get it like you get out of this what you put into it. So, like, you don't want to wave, figure out something else to do. Like, that's good advice, especially from, like, one leader to a future leader. Like, that's amazing advice, you know? And I'm just, but, like, he's, like, you know, you're going to grow up and, like, your priorities are going to change and that's okay. Like, you know, the path we have for you isn't a bad path, you know? Low-key, I am tearing up right now. (laughs) I love Vale so much. Their little peaky promise, though. <laughs> it was so sweet. I just, oh. I, like, I don't, I forget how much I love Vale, but I do. I really love his character. Um, but it's so just, good. Just to see, like, just to see that he, just to see him react, like, interacting with Leia. Like, really interacting. Not just, like, holding her as a baby at the end of Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Like, actually see them be parents to Leia. I yeah. thought we would never actually get to see that. I, I, not in my wildest dreams that I think this was ever going to happen. And it's Ever. One, and it's one of those things where I'm such... I love Bale and Breha so much. And I love the relationship with Leia. But I'm also, like, a Skywalker. <laughs> like, family and yeah. dads. And... It just it means the world that Bale is being or not Bale that Padme not Padme God damn it Leia is being <laughs> <laughs> apparently I I'm tweeting I'm 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 Obi Wan at this current moment <laughs> <laughs> that Leia is being brought up by um, first of all Padme and Bale were great friends mm-hmm. um re- I'm uh, I'm rereading the first. Padme novel. This is where the Padme novel comes in, and she has like a great relationship with Bria, and mm-hmm. it's one of the things where even though Bria and Bale are definitely Leia's parents, you can't mm-hmm. help to like just wonder that if Bale like looks at little Leia and just like this is Padme. I am raising that. Well, they even say it. They even say it in I, the first episode. They're like, I know, I know who she reminds me of, and they're laughing at it with each other. So I think she's reminding them of Padme. Like that he gets to raise a little version of one of his like close close friends. I know. <laughs> and like, and but like emotional. And like, but like also like she's like dealing with like some adoption identity stuff, yeah. and he's there to just like reassure her, like, no, you're our daughter, and. They do love her. They love her like she's their own and like that's all that yeah. matters. 
Uh, but the way he talked to her and like pointed to her heart, like when he said you're an Organa, like ugh. they they understand where she comes from and what that probably means for her future. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they don't treat her as their own and less. In fact, that probably makes them feel like she's more of their own so they can still instill her principles and, and morals and Yeah. Well, and, like, they know her importance, so, like, if they're going to be, if she's going to be Queen of Alderaan to them, they have to, like, they don't know where her bloodline's going to meet with her royal status. Yeah. So, I think to raise her to be the best she can, um, yeah, I, they, they're so amazing. They're amazing parents, especially for royals, they're Mm -hmm. amazing parents. I now want to read so, Bloodline. <laughs> Bale wanted to chase Purgle when he was I, a kid. That's so cute. That made me laugh. I was like, okay, Ezra Butcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so let's talk about Leia and how perfect mm, little Vivian is. She's... Oh, there was one moment in the second episode that, like, literally it was, like, Carrie just couldn't help herself and she just like possessed this little girl for like two seconds um, uh, but she's she's so on point she does she's doing such a good job she has all the carry qualities down but she also has like the solemn moments down like mm-hmm. what really struck me was in the latest episode is when obi-wan is like disguising the fact like oh she reminds me of her mother leia she's named after her mother leia blah 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 this story to the stormtrooper she's looking at obi-wan which is such like i don't know she's just staring at him with such kind of sadness almost and she's like you knew her yeah And and he can't tell her more and like that's like, there's moments in this third episode where it's like he wants so badly to tell her more and he knows it's not the right time and it just kills me and her, her delivery of that line is just so good and there's another moment yeah. where she after they escape and they're about to go um they're about to be like um helped by the oh i forgot what is he the imperial not imperial's name lady Oh my gosh, what is her name? Reva? No, 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 no. No, Tala. Tala. When they're when Tala's about to help them, she kind of looks down to Lola. She's like, I think she says, I miss home or I want to go home or something like that. Yeah, there's this moment where it kind of all hits her and she's still just a scared 10-year-old girl. And she's like, I, like, she, I think it's... Because she walked past a stormtrooper who got sliced in half. Yeah. Like, I don't blame her in that moment. Like, things are getting like really real for her. And I'm like, I feel so bad for her. I'm like, oh, Leia, this is just the start of your very, yeah. very intense life. I'm so sorry. But I'm, but, I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad I got to see, like, some joy in her before she got yes um, I know. the joy just like seeing her play and be young and free like free even though she feels like she's got the standard like i'm a princess but i feel like i'm in prison deal like it's a very tropey thing but like she's um but like to see those moments where she's truly free and Alderaan, so beautiful. I'm so glad we're seeing more of Alderaan oh too. We saw more of Alderaan. I like screamed. God, you have to make that moment hit in a new hope, and they are putting in a lot of effort. Yeah. <laughs> I screamed. I literally screamed when 
Alderaan just like popped on the screen. I was like, oh my god, that's fucking Alderaan. That is fucking Alderaan. I was, I put my hands up in the air because I, so full, full disclosure, um, I had read one spoiler article before going into this mm-hmm. and I have no desire to read anymore because um, a lot of spoilers for me were about like anxiety easing and I don't have a ton of anxiety about this show, but um, uh, Links posted an article that said like Leo was going to be how Obi-Wan gets off Tatooine essentially. Mm. And so, and I wasn't expecting that until like maybe episode two and to have it like show up mid episode one, yeah. uh, my hands were in the hair. And then like, we thought we were seeing little Leia get dressed and we're not. And then the first time we see her, she's running around. It was just, <laughs> okay. It's so I'm, good. I'm kind of sorry to mention this, but I'm not okay with all these Padme references because the first Padme reference <laughs> is like when she's like switching out with what is kind of her handmaiden's equivalent. Mm-hmm. The second is mm-hmm. every time Obi-Wan looks at little Leia, he's like, you remind me of someone. Yeah. But, there, but like, there was also that moment, like, you remind me of someone. She was a leader. And so it's like, but this works. The, but it's like, yes, it's sad, but it's also so thematically important for Leia to hear that. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> she's struggling with knowing that she has to grow up to be a leader. And yeah. Ugh. And I like how he's And the way he the way he looked at her and said, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> like, or like he, she said, I'm sorry, and he looks at her and he's like, Me, Me too. too. Cause like uh the way Padme would have guided Leia and Luke. <sighs> the things that we did <sighs> not get. Um I we know. need a we need a Star Wars what if. Because <laughs> I want <laughs> that one if episode so bad. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just uh I like the fact that she she asked if the if she was a Jedi, talking about the, the the girl, the person that Obi-Wan uh, is reminded of when he looks at Leia. They asked, oh, was she a Jedi too? And Obi-Wan says, no, she was a leader. And I think that line just shows that Obi-Wan does not see the Jedi as leaders or worthy appropriate leaders at the time. And it, that's deep. I never considered that. It, oh. It's just, it's just, or they shouldn't have been leaders. Or, yeah. Like, because I mean, the doubt of the Jedi is played out in the in the prequel trilogy, but also a lot in the Clone Wars. You know, mm-hmm. when they had to kick out Ahsoka. Um, yeah, and obviously with how how the whole Clone Wars ended, I think he is he's a lot like Luke in the Last Jedi, where he's like the Jedi were wrong. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I will say though, with these adventures with Uncle Ben and Little Leia being as cute as they <laughs> are, it makes it even more frustrating that in the original trilogy, Obi Wan just completely forgets about Leia. I know. In, in, in the sense that like, she could be, she could like help Luke. It's like, oh, it has to be the boy. It has to be the boy. Or like, oh, that boy was our only hope. And it's like, no, Obi Wan. I'm wondering. No. I'm wondering if she's gonna show some signs of darkness. I'm wondering. <gasps> like, we're not done the show yet. We do have to keep that in mind. But I'm wondering if, like, he's seen so much of Padme in her. Is he? Is he gonna see that glimmer of Anakin that's gonna give him pause? Oh, maybe that's so interesting. Or maybe yeah, he just wants to protect her more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, send send the boy into the fight. She she's good. We don't need to worry about her. <laughs> Don't send her. I, yeah. Don't put her in any more danger. <laughs> I wonder if they, if 
if maybe Obi-Wan is Yusuke gets a little bit more disposable. Because hmm. Leia's going to be the true leader. Ooh. That boy's our last hope. No, there is another. Mm, why don't you remember Leia? But, or like... But they need someone to take down the Emperor and, and Darth Vader and try to bring Darth yeah. Vader. Bring he, maybe, yeah, he might be too... Maybe he's too emotionally attached to her but, at this but, point. But maybe it was like he, Luke is going to face, face the Emperor. He's probably going to die in the process. We need Leia hmm. to be the leader for the next Republic or the next chapter yeah. of this galaxy. I don't know. It just makes it, it makes it a little bit more interesting, but um, yeah. yeah, they're just so cute together and I, I love them so much. <laughs> yeah. I just like, cause he, he kind of goes between like, cause he's so stressed out, <laughs> but like he goes between just like snapping at her and then realizing he's being too harsh on this kid. And so like, he's like, I don't care that your droid's dead and she's sad and so then she's like he's like oh fuck I should probably be nice yeah. to her about this and so he does and then he fixes Lola 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 yeah. even though she kind of looks like some mouse ears nice go in there oh, uh, she, she, she a hidden Mickey oh god she's yeah. a hidden Mickey um, she's a hidden Mickey I I wouldn't say she's hidden she's right out in the open yeah. but I I just, I wonder. So we're gonna talk about Anakin, the Darth Vader, Anakin, like Obi Wan, seeing that happen in the last in the third episode later. But I wonder if. I mean, I was about to say that Leia is gonna be Obi Wan's hope, but I wonder if it's just like maybe hope for Anakin as well, because it's like how can Anakin help produce something yeah. so pure. He is very dismissive of Anakin in A New Hope, though. Yeah, that's he's so more machine now than man. Like um, he's not like he and he's he's completely separated Anakin from Vader. Maybe which I think is a coping pro- coping mechanism for him. But yeah, so yeah, it just must be so confusing too for 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 Obi Wan to be on the same planet with Leia, but also having Vader there. Well, and like that's the so one thing I want to touch on before on Leia with regards to Leia before we move on is how scared I am for her that they're gonna find her, and it like so for Obi Wan like he's terrified because like he's like if Anakin spots her he's gonna kill her or he's gonna turn her dark right like yeah for me it's like. No, they can't find her, or they'll break Star Wars. <laughs> like that's where my fear is coming from, and so it's like the tension is real because I'm like, well, you can't do that. How are you gonna get out of this? Yeah. Like you can't break Star Wars. <laughs> you can't break Star Wars. Oh my god, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I... No, but like at the same time, like the, but like that's where like the drama is for me. It's like, well, they can't do this, so how the hell are they getting out of this situation? My favorite thing. Is to like do like little thought experiments of like, okay, what would happen if right now, like at the end of episode three, Obi Wan just like turns to Vader and be like, hey, by the way, that's your daughter, by the way. Like, I'm helping your daughter to escape. You have a daughter. What would happen? Do you think riots in the streets? (laughs) (laughs) He does not know about her. I know, I know. He firmly does not know. I know he doesn't know about her. But what if, what if someone just like, turns around and be like, actually, hey, by the way, Padme actually gave birth to twins, so... Yeah. 
don't know. I don't think it's out of the question to say that Riva's going to figure it out. No. Like, now that you put it out, I'm like, oh, no, that's a very real possibility. I'm not, but I'm not saying that's going to happen. I just like thinking about I like thinking about it in A New Hope. If someone's just like, he's standing there, like, yelling at her, waving his little finger in her face. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, someone needs to come up and be like, hey, that's your daughter, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what there's, there's, do? there's a couple moments. So, like, now... When years ago you served my father on Clone Wars, it's not just a, hey, remember this. It's literally like a wink, wink. Remember how that was used against you? Mm. Remember that? You need to help me right now. I'm calling you. You are my hope. Yeah. Um, that is what she is doing in that message now, yeah. which I, I love it when the continuity just kind of ch- tweaks context just a little bit. Yeah. I love it when that happens. Um, and then there's another moment and it's always confused the shit out of me mm-hmm. where Luke is like, yeah, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. And she's like, Ben Kenobi and runs out of the room. And so before I'm just like, oh, so she has a vague idea who this man is, I guess. And now it's like, oh, no, this is somebody she knows she trusts. Yeah. And she like has helped her out of sticky spots before. So she's going to trust him again. Trust um, Which makes me very very happy and i watched a new hope on uh uh may the 4th mm-hmm. so with the knowledge that leia was going to interact with obi-wan i'm like this just i i just love it when continuity changes like enrich the experience instead of taking away from it trust, so. trust him so much that he, she named her son after him i know mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like that was like a major impetus for including leia too it's like why would she name her kid after him? And like I was able to justify it in my brain yeah. before this. Like it it was fine. It wouldn't de- like it's clearly not the first decision anybody made. It was like a last minute decision made by Harrison Ford, of all people. So um But now, uh, but now. he was originally he was originally named something else in the original script, but now he's Ben. So what does it mean for him to be named Ben? And so they're actually getting into it. Yeah. And they say they don't care about the sequels. They care. They're just, they can't do anything with the sequels right now because the trio don't want to come back yet. Yeah. Give it time. Just give it time. I'm will. I'm willing to be patient. Like, especially the prequels. Like, the prequels had good off years. Like, mm-hmm. there was, we never thought that Hayden Christensen or even the no. director was going to come back. So, and yet, uh, here they are. It would be so surprising if, like, Natalie Portman came back in a flashback. Can you imagine? <gasps> I'm still waiting for her to just show up at Celebration just to be willing to I mean, to she, she was able to Star Wars she, she was for able, an hour. She was able to turn She her, came back to Thor. That's, that's, so. what, that's what I'm saying. She was able to turn her mind around about Marvel. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but Taika YTT is a very convincing reason to come back. I'm not going to lie. That, so. that is true. That is true. Okay. So the last little note um, before we get into Vader. Oh, we want to mention about his family, which absolutely killed me. <gasps> I, you have no idea how long I've been wanting. And like, okay, so at Celebration, like they're teasing a story about Ahsoka and her mom. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, But there's always been a moment. There's always been a want and they, they did explore this with Ventress a little bit in Clone Wars, too. So, But I just wanted some more acknowledgement that the old Jedi came from somewhere else before they were Jedi. And mm-hmm. what does it mean to have had a mother and a father or just a mother before you became a Jedi? 
And so to hear him talk about it, like, you know, my mom's shawl, my dad's hands, and a baby. Like, that's what he remembers. And, you know, he doesn't hate that he was raised by the Jedi. Um, he calls, like, he's like, they were, they were my new family. But he remembers them, and he misses that he didn't get to know them. And it was something that I've always been wanting to hear a prequel Jedi say, yeah. and to finally have it said just like it it broke my heart but it made me so happy i've i've never wanted any like i've uh, like i've desperately wanted that and i feel like it's such an interesting concept to explore so for them to have not explored that aspect of a jedi yet but to have him say it was just wonderful i have always came out it at the other side of like the family's perspective of what it's like to have a child taken away from you. Yeah. Kind of with this greater good uh, thing attached to them. Like it's for the greater good of you like send your child to the Jedi when you train them and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Because like what what how do those parents feel once the Jedi fall, mm-hmm. you know? Like mm-hmm. It's like almost like I was. I was so glad to hear that Obi Wan Kenobi had a brother because his, his parents didn't have their child ripped from their yeah, arms. Still, and had nothing. still knowing that you had a child out there that is presumably dead mm-hmm. because all the Jedi had died. Like oh. there must be like some regret for the parents. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm really happy that like there was acknowledgement that Obi Wan actually does remember his family or has yeah. little, little moments of memory for his family. Yeah, and, and like to use that as a way to relate to Leia as an adoptee, mm. I think was just a really good piece of character work and writing. Yeah, like because like especially in Princess of Alderaan, like she's very content with her state in life, yeah. but at this point in her life, she just wants to know where she's from, and she's feeling a little disconnected from the Organas. Um, P.S. That her Bria's sister. Mm excuse me like that man you married is a piece of shit and your kid's a little piece of shit so what does that say about you anyways um but like she she feels like she's feeling a disconnect from her family and so obi-wan kind of normalizes that for her he's like yeah i've went through that too like then it doesn't mean that they love their families any less it's just you know you came from somewhere else that's a very valid thing to think about yeah i love that okay let's get into vader (laughs) <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> i honestly realize i don't have a lot to say about later although i mean he's just he's extremely scary Ugh. he's he, terrifying i i do love that like here in rogue one we get to like we get a really good look at like just the terror that is darth vader but this, um, but this is, and this is even worse yeah like it's been 10 years oh, he's yeah. He's still blaming a lot. He's he's probably blamed so much on Obi-Wan. Yeah. Cause he blames Obi-Wan for he probably probably and he probably he shouldn't, but he probably blames Obi-Wan for Padme's death because he thinks that mm-hmm. Obi-Wan turned Padme against him and blah 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 blah, even though hey, Anakin, that's all on you, buddy. Um Yeah. He just Oh, what does he say to what does he say to Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan asks like what have you become and it's like you created and I am what you became what you created me to be. <laughs> oh. And just like 
it's it's so we were saying earlier with Reva, her anger just like flows out of her. It's the exact same thing with Attica. This is someone who's pissed the fuck off. Oh, Obi Wan's here, and he makes it everybody else's problem. Yeah, snaps Oof. a fucking kid's neck Oof. with the Force, Oof. and then like the fight. God, so Obi-Wan just looks terrified of him. Like, he is not in a good place. And, like, it actually kind of made me laugh when Vader was like, oh, the years of Mage Week. I'm like, wait another nine. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, like, the sheer terror on Obi-Wan's face as they're fighting is heartbreaking. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to deal with it. And then, like... Anakin starts a fire and starts and like he gets a hold of Obi-Wan and drags him through the fire and I'm like it's so fucking dark and I understand a hundred percent where this guy is coming from he's pissed that he was left to die and he's pissed at Obi-Wan for that and that's probably driven a lot of his dark side lately and he wants in the last 10 years he wants Obi-Wan to feel how he felt yeah oh Scared and alone and burning. <laughs> oh, God. I'm surprised it was only his arm. Yeah. Honest to God, I thought they were gonna get his face. I mean, <laughs> again, they can't. They I mean, it is Hollywood, but yeah, that much. I, I, I can't believe we got this on the third episode. I know. I don't know. Which makes me think they're gonna meet up again. That's something. Mean, yes, definitely 100%. Because, like, there's that line in A New Hope when you left me, I was just a student, now I am the master. And I feel like there's going to be. So his his emotions are still going to get the better of him. Yeah. I feel like that's good. what's going to happen. Because he's much more in control during the original trilogy. Yeah. Do you know what I realized, though? What? This means that Obi Wan and Ahsoka do not meet up at all. Good. Because wouldn't Obi-Wan... Well, first of all, I kind of didn't even realize that Obi-Wan didn't know that Darth Vader was Anakin. I mean, mm. like, why would he know? But I just kind of always assumed. I don't know. I always, always assumed. Like, he would have felt his death through the Force and he wouldn't have felt it. But if he closed himself off from the Force and didn't feel the death, and just assumed that, oh, my friend's burning alive in a hot lake of lava, he's probably dead. And, and, there's, <laughs> and there's other there's other things going on because, you know, the birth of Luke happened like right then and there. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah. I, but Ahsoka doesn't realize that Anakin's still alive until yeah. it's the second season of Rebels. Fuck. Unless they want to retcon that, which, I mean, they could, but They've done it before, but yeah, because she she feels um in the first episode of of season two, and that kind of puts mm-hmm. her down this quest. Yeah. Oh, by the way, when it comes to rebels, things Inquisitor is not dead. <laughs> I don't think he's dead. He's. I think if Anakin survived being emulated. <laughs> that guy. That guy survived a step to the gut. Very fine. And and Vader's using the Grand Inquisitor's so-called death to kind of pit the Inquisitors against each other. Yeah. I love seeing, like, that they're kind of, like, being catty with each other. (laughs) And then there's that, and then there's that other sister who is, like, shouting orders and, like, you were in the Clone Wars, weren't you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, there was just that kind of control from her that that was interesting to see. I really hope if they bring out the fifth sister, 
that it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. Me too. Me too. I hope we see that as well. <laughs> like, if they don't, that is a greatly missed opportunity. Like, that yeah. would something tells me that something tells me we aren't going to see her, but I Boo. hope we do. I think that would be fun to see her so bad. But yeah, yeah so those are our thoughts about Kenobi. Oh my god. I can't, I can't. That's waiting. Like, I like the fact that we have to wait each week, but mm-hmm. the fact the fact that we got two episodes on Friday, and then we didn't even have to wait a full week for the next episode. I know. Was, We're halfway through the series already. I know, it's 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 scary. But now it's we actually sad. have to wait another week before we get the next episode, and I just need it now. That's just more time for me to rewatch it. It's fine. <laughs> My favorite thing. I've already watched episode three twice. We're good. Same. My favorite thing right now is watching reactions on YouTube of the episode. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so fun. See, I don't trust YouTube because I feel like YouTube can get really toxic really quickly when it comes to Star Wars. Honestly, what I find, like, when I find when it comes to, like, reactions, like, people reacting to the shows, most of them are very, very positive. Okay. Um, so... Like Blind Wave, they're really positive. Heroes in Form is really positive. RTTV mm-hmm. is really positive. Like, there's a lot of them are super, 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 super positive. And they're usually the big reactors that come up when you search, like, okay. Star Wars React. So I like watching them, and it's been really fun to watch um, their reaction. So I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're excited about Star Wars again. Uh, just wanted to say one more thing. Oh, yeah. Go um, ahead. Th- it, and, and I'm not saying that this is like the best thing they've ever done. The fact that Star Wars is actually standing up for Moses Ingram mm-hmm. from the hate that she's received, and there seems to be concerted effort. I don't know if it's enough. Um, only she can say that. Yeah. Um, but it's not but there seems there there seems to be a shift. Um, I know John Boyega had a chat with Kathleen Kennedy in 2020 because mm-hmm. he made some comments, um, and I think after seeing what happened with Kelly and John and everybody like there needed to be a shift in how star wars responded to this kind of abuse and so to see that reaction yeah it's definitely a step in the right direction i'm very glad that they're doing that i do think they need to reassess how they get their stars onto social media yeah um i feel like that's half the problem is like if they're basically forcing them to become exposed to this kind of nastiness and Mm -hmm. it would be better if you know, if you need to have your stars to have an Instagram account, you need to be the one. There, there needs to be moderation. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I would say. I, but um, I'm glad they're doing something. I hope that this continues. This is not a one off. I hope they continue to do more. I hope that these sort of people are frozen out of the fandom. Yeah. Um, because it's been happening. Since and they can't the beginning. They can't. So. They can't have any excuse that they were blind to it, because yeah. it's now clearly in face. I mean, they could have had any excuse that they were blind to it back when it was triggered to directed towards John Boyega and Kalimba Dutran because when mm-hmm. Kelly was bullied off of Kelly was vocal. Kelly was vo- very vocal about yeah. it. So <sighs> yeah, and I don't want to assume where she's at at this point, but because she was at celebration, so yeah. And I think she still loves being a part of Star Wars. Um, I hope they give her her due. I think I think there's a Rose there is a Rose Tico television series that is begging to be made, and they haven't announced it yet, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, Yeah. like 
literally and like there's like a cute little video like i haven't seen the interview but like she and billy like were having fun together like get billy and kelly into a show together like that would be fun that would be great they were hanging out a lot in rise of skywalker like let's do that but yeah so i'm glad they're doing that i hate that moses has to go through this but um yeah hopefully this is a bit of a change for the better so (sighs) hopefully i yeah gosh i just like it's one of those things where it's like i don't know how to yeah i don't like i don't know if there should be an apology to john boyega or colin Marie tran and because i don't know where they're at with it and i don't Mm -hmm. know if they would Mm -hmm. feel like there needs to be an apology but i also feel like there needs to be an apology just for fandom's sake Mm. and be like hey we recognize that these that these two actors were 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 bullied and harassed as well but Mm -hmm. yeah like you said it is a step more needs Mm -hmm. to be done but it's a step Mm -hmm. okay well i'm so excited that we are we're happy about star wars again (laughs) in the year i'm really happy about that I, like, because, like, the desire to, like, rewatch Kenobi felt like the same desire to buy another ticket for all the movies yeah. recently. Like, it's just, like, I, I want to, I want, I want this story injected into my veins. Like, this is what I love about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, um, and at least yeah. with Andor, it looks like we're going to get some pretty cool Star Wars out of that as well. Yeah. Here's, really here's hoping. Too. But, um, yeah. Okay. So, I kind of typed in our notes about bringing back a segment that we used to have, which is headcanons. And it's mainly because mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that has to do with Kenobi, but like I think about a lot. Okay. Okay. So, you know, in uh, Return of the Jedi, where Leia's like, or Luke asks Leia, like, do you remember your mom, your real mom, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's first thought, like, oh, I don't. I have flashes, but, you know, she's always upset. And everyone's like, well, why does she remember? Padme died, like, the moment she was born so i don't what's going on here i just i think it's clear that leia's intuit like her being so intuitive uh with other people mm-hmm. is her kind of using the force in a different way is that- oh no that's absolutely I, this is even a headcanon this is how well, no, no. i think the show is presenting it <laughs> well, i, I want to go a little deeper um okay but i because like i absolutely agree i think she might be able to like she's a real empath she can actually feel the other <laughs> but i feel like she might be able to see visions of the people that they're talking about so if mm. if obi-wan is sitting there talking about padme she, the idea of padme might come across her mind and probably the vision of padme that she yeah. remembers is when she's all sad over anakin and- well i do I do think it's significant that she's, like, trying to imagine what her father would look like. She's not really concerned about, like, that she would mention her father instead of her mother. Yeah. In that moment. So I do wonder if, like, because of Ben's knowledge that pushes her to kind of, like, seek that feeling. I don't know. I don't know. I just think that she's, I mean, like I said, it's it's very much obvious that she's using the force in in, in this way of, like, reading people and understanding people's emotions and being just so kind of emotionally intelligent on some level. But I wonder if Mm -hmm. that just kind of plays into the fact that, like, that's how she's able to remember Padme a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. that's That's always how I've read it. Okay. Like, because she's always, she's, like, her four sensibilities have always come across as empathic. So for her to have 
red like to have flashes of a memory of a mother that she only knew in utero <laughs> like that that's always what made sense to me yeah and now, so. that, and now I remember there's there was this comic back from way back where she's in Nabu and she's like right there where Maul does like his dramatic appearance and she has like this yeah. very intense vision of Maul and she's like yeah. what the fuck's happening so yeah, yeah there are things back my I think up do you have any hard hands yeah. I mean I think I've talked a lot about it like Riva um, yeah and how like she probably was like left on her own for a while um and survival's kind of the name of her game i wonder why i think more so than darkness i wonder why the grand inquisitor says that she's lesser i think they're implying that it's because she's a jedi because no because i think i think there's there's a so i think they've mastered the dark side and they don't let their emotions Um, control them yeah that makes sense okay okay um like obviously like they all get pissy with each other because like they're dark siders but like but like she like i said like their darkness is deep within their core and it guides them and like her darkness is like right out in the open yeah so um that's kind of where i think that comes from okay and like again like there was that vibes with attican too p.s sorry one more thing about (laughs) attican like they didn't have to get hayden to do this no. But the way Vader was walking mm-hmm. and the way he moved felt very hated. And so I'm so glad he was the one that was back in the suit for also, most of it. Also, the vision of Anakin and that kind of, that Obi-Wan has, the person okay. that he saw in the distance, that was Anakin. Yeah. So they're able to use oh Hayden for those. That type of stuff. Yeah. I, I still hope we get a Clone Wars flashback because I really want to see them in their armor. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the Clone Wars armor um, on a real people. I think that would be fun. But yeah. Okay. So uh, our next episode will cover episode four and five of Kenobi. So in two mm-hmm. weeks time. And then we'll have like a grand mm-hmm. finale episode two weeks after mm-hmm. that. So that's going to be really cool. What are we going to do in July? In August. Um, That's the question. I don't know. <laughs> think of something. <laughs> Maybe we'll just kind of come in and out when. Yeah, I did say I the did time say, feels right. I did say every other, other week, but there are, there might be times when we're just not. Yeah, gonna, we're not feeling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so happy. This is good. This is yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm so glad we got to do this. I feel like I finally got like a lot of my thoughts out <laughs> about, especially with Reva. So I'm really, really happy we got to do this. Okay, so yeah, thank you for listening to our brief. I mean, is it really a relaunch? We had a new logo, and we're probably gonna have music added to the end um, for oh. intro and outro. But yeah, thank you for listening to us coming back. This is good. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can do it at Sapphic Sidewalk. Um, we're all over on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, um, not on SoundCloud anymore because I'm going to be taking care of that. Um, Spotify, oh. yeah. And then I'm on Twitter at Lenny Neal. That's L Y N N Y N E A L and Emma. Where can they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at emphasis is E M F Y S underscore N E S T. Um, I wait if during what I was about to, what, go ahead. What were you about to say? <laughs> if you're into cheesy Hallmark Christmas movies, I do have a 
sort of podcast with our friend Abby. And uh, we uh, we watch cheesy Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Hallmark movies and uh, roast them on a podcast. So if you're feeling like a Chris in a Christmas mood, you can go listen to us there. <laughs> Uh, so go forth and preach the gay Star Wars gospel. Happy Pride! Happy Pride. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> Yay!